I imagine at one time you were this brilliant little child. As we enter into adulthood, what was brilliant in childhood can actually get in the way of you living the life you want to live. Hello friends, I'm Nancy Houston. I want to help you live a better life. all emotional creatures who sometimes think. And so it's so important that we make this journey from our heads into the depths of our hearts. Welcome to The In-Between with Nancy Houston. Hey, hello everybody. We are so glad that you are joining us this morning. I have with me today one of my most favorite people in the whole wide world, my son, Micah Houston. So welcome, Micah. So glad Thank to have you. you with us here today. Thank you. It's really good to be here with you So today. good to have you here. Yeah. So Micah and I are this mother-son team that work together. Mm. Now, this wasn't always the case for 18 years. He's been a wrestling coach. Um, but gosh, what about five years ago, you were ready to transition into the world of executive coaching. Yeah, five, six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Five, six years ago. So yeah. you got your master's degree from the Townsend Institute in executive coaching, mm -hmm. and then you started working with me. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. tell us about that. Like, what do you do mm -hmm. with me, and mm -hmm. how's it been working with mm -hmm. your mom and <laughs> all the things? It's good. It's good. Uh, man, it's it's. <clears throat> Man, it's been a big, big blessing mm. to work for you. Thank you. And with you. Um, Thank you. You know, I think one thing I appreciate the most is that you've um, you've never made me feel inferior. Mm. Mm. You've always you always welcomed me into yeah. um, the space, mm -hmm. and um, even though you're wiser and and walked more road in the field, that I never felt like. I was less than, and I think mm. I really, really appreciate that. Wow. So, yeah, so it's been well, special. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. That just, man, dude, mm -hmm. that means the world to me. Mm -hmm. That brings tears to both of our eyes because, mm -hmm. man, sometimes the world can be a brutal place to work. Mm. And some people lead by demeaning others. Mm. And um, I just... I've seen all these gifts and talents in you, and I knew you were a great coach. Mm. And I think we were at, like, on vacation at the beach, up at the lodge. Was that where we were when you asked uh, me? Like, this is crazy that you're, as soon as you talked about us working together, yeah, that image was in, is in my mind. At the lodge? At the lodge when I was yeah. like, you know, I think I'm going to go for this. Yes. Because, you know, I debated it. Well, we had talked about it for about 10 years. We had. Many walks. I mean, me and you, me and you, dad, me yeah. and Dars talked about yeah. um, getting you... in this field of counseling or coaching. And um, yeah. I was, I mean, I was scared to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I was scared to do it to yeah. show that side of me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and yeah, and the lodge that that moment comes to mind because I want to hear your take on this. But that was a moment when you were you were like, Micah, I believe this is your calling, and you're supposed to do it. And I believe you've been developing the skills to lead and do this. Mm -hmm. um, 
I just, I think this is where you're supposed to go. Totally. hundred percent. And then you said, and can I challenge you? <laughs> and I was like, absolutely. And you said, if you're going to be um, successful in this field, you're going to have to be, become less judgmental. Ooh, I laid down a challenge for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think not that I have arrived by any means. I'm still working on that. But mm. that was the greatest challenge because I've not because it's helped me in my career. I think that's a byproduct. But that like personally, I've just had a lot more peace and a lot more comfort in my mm. own skin because I've just been less judgmental of mm. myself, of others, of wow. everything that's going on. So like yeah. that moment was uh, inspiring to me, but also um, a call to a call to action. Oh, yeah. I love it. Well, I saw so much potential in you. Mm. Like I knew you were always meant to be a coach. And yeah, you'd coach, you know, high school wrestling for all those years. But I felt like there was also more inside of you. And at the age and stage you're at, you were ready for the adult world of coaching humans. And honestly, I feel like if you're going to be a great coach or a great counselor, because I'm a therapist by training, but then I entered into the coaching world like eight years ago. Um, so I love both of those spaces. And I feel like if you're going to be a great counselor or a great coach, the number one rule is you have got mm. to believe in, for the best for that person you are coaching. And our judgments will keep us from that. Our, I think you can't love somebody and judge somebody at the same time. Mm. And I think people need to know they're safe and they're loved. And, man, you do a great job at that. So what we've done, just to let everybody know, what we've developed in the last five years is I lead um, leadership groups. But they're they're unique, right? They're special. We, they're they're special. They're we meet one day a month all day long. And so after a couple of years of training, Micah, you took over the coaching part and then I do the day long when we're all together part. Mm-hmm. And man, when we were sitting around the table yesterday, cause we had our group here yesterday and all of them were like, Oh, my coaching session with Micah. Oh, my coaching session with Micah. Oh, the best day of my month was my coaching session with mm-hmm. Micah. So you're doing an incredible job mm-hmm. with, with our, the people we love and work with. So tell us how you kind of developed into this and what it's been like for you and what you love about working with people. Um, yeah, you know, I love that you you bring up our day together. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you're, you know, I would say it's interesting being your son, mm-hmm. but you're the in the groups, you're the, the mother hen. Like, <laughs> you, you care for... For everyone. Oh man, I do. I got teared up yesterday when I always start mm. with some sort of like, uh, kind of like a spiritual piece to our morning, you know, because I believe we're spiritual creatures, we're sexual creatures, mm. we're, you know, we've got all these dimensions to ourselves. So I start the morning with something spiritual, and I was just saying to them like, "Hey," I was challenging them to get out of their comfort zone. Yeah. I'm like, guys. I want all of you to get out of your comfort zones. 
Because yeah. I believe that God has so much more for you than you can hope or imagine. And I want your life to be that large. And so you're going to have to learn how to be super uncomfortable because getting out of our tiny little world is uncomfortable. But if you'll sit in it for two, three days, and if you'll put support around yourself and know that this group's got your back no matter what, that after two or three days after being just super uncomfortable, like just want to wiggle outside of your own skin because you're trying something new, then you'll set it, settle down and your comfort zone will have grown. And it, it's just sweet, isn't it, to see? Mm. I got I got choked up for my group yesterday because mm. I love these people so much. Yeah. And yeah. I want to see them grow and develop, just like I've yeah. won that for you. Yeah. I want that for yeah. all my sons. I want that yeah. for all my people, you know, that, that their lives are bigger and better than they thought they could be. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you share that piece <clears throat> because, you know, as I said, mother hand, like, <clears throat> yeah. I'm their coach. Yeah. But when we sit around that table and in these chairs in the living room in the afternoon, it doesn't feel like, um, you know, the old the old Freud tactic, like, oh, I'm I'm the expert and you're yeah. the patient. It no. feels like a family. Yeah. Like I want to be yeah. there and with those people as much as they want to be there and with me. You know, they were all so kind yesterday, yeah. but it's like this like it's like this care that we have for each other. Oh, deep, a deep shared love, true community. Like it's, yeah. it's amazing. One of our members said yesterday, like, man, if I wasn't in this group, I'd be in rehab yeah. or I'd be, I'd be doing this or I'd be doing that. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm so glad it's like, it's like this group. We just put our arms around each other and everybody leaves here knowing like, People have their arms around me, and I'm I can go take some risks because yeah. I know I've got these people have got my back. Yeah. Yeah. So, how did yeah. you experience our day yesterday? Like, what are some oh. of the things that stood out to you? Oh, you know, I I, I think what you said um, when you started, you know, you started the day was this whole idea, and it's what you did to me on the in that lodge parking lot, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you you create safety. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's so rare that you can, in this world, that you can step into a space and be yourself. You know, Micah, I think, so I was in the counseling world for so many years, and we were trained to, to keep that professional distance. And then I realized, like, wait a minute, I'm just human, and I want to be connected to people. I don't want to be distanced from people. That's a lonely kind of artificial world and then you're hiding behind your professionalism and I'm like I don't like the way this feels I'm not doing it anymore mm. I'm a real oh. human yeah <laughs> give me five oh, man. give me five yes. right like I'm not doing it anymore yes. I'm yes. I am a human yes. and I think maybe my humanity could help others yeah right like therapy a therapist yeah. goes back to heal mm-hmm Mm, right? What a gift. Which yesterday, mm. some of our day, we went mm. back. One of mm. our members, mm. I mean, mm. her trauma started in the womb. Mm. And so we just we went back to her trauma mm. that started in the womb. Mm. And then she had so much trauma all through young adulthood. So we just kept going back 
and back and holding and embracing her. And that's what, you know, that's what we do in the world of, of therapy. We go back and we heal. Yeah. A mentor, you know, pours out. Mm-hmm. And a coach draws out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to do all those things. Mm-hmm. I don't want any, I, don't, I just want to do all those things. So yeah. when, and, and I've kind of like trained you like mm-hmm. to do all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've gotten really good yeah. at like, hey, if I need to sit with you. Yeah around that trauma for a while and be a safe person for you, I'll do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think without that safety to start sharing that stuff that you carry and no one knows. Yeah. Right? No one knows that that's what you're carrying. They're like, yeah. oh, why did he react that way? Oh, why did she react that way? Yeah. Right? When you start sitting with people and being with people and start hearing their stories, it's like, oh, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like now I know you. Right. I'm not, I'm not shocked by you or no. offended by you. I, I no. know you. You know, and, yeah. and I love that you kind of bring up the like therapy goes back, the mentorship, the coaching, right? Mm-hmm. The draw, you know. Yeah, a mentor pours, pours out. Yeah. And a coach draws, draws out. out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like that you said that that's part of been the mentorship between me and you that I think mm. um, is vital Yeah. for any coach or therapist uh, to have a mentor. Yeah. But that, you know, y- you've don't have training in some of the modalities of the therapist, but boy, I can sit with somebody in their story. You can. Well, you know, you know when I started shifting my thinking about this, is when all the research start coming out, you know, we're learning so much more about the brain all the time. And thank God for all these brilliant neuroscientists who can be like mentors to us out here doing the work. Like, and what they're saying is if you have trauma and if somebody will sit with you in the trauma, hear your story with warmth and love and care and unconditional positive regard it will bring healing to that human's brains and i'm like well hopefully all of us can learn how to do that you don't yes counseling is important but i think it's more important like why don't we all learn these human skills Mm -hmm. where just as human beings we can learn to sit with somebody and say i am so sorry that happened to you and you did not deserve that. Yeah. And that was not your fault. Mm-hmm. And I spoke at a women's thing a couple of weeks ago, and one of the women came up to me afterwards and said, but what if I'm the one who did bad things? Mm. She said, mm. I think mm. I, mm. I did some sexual things to my siblings. Mm-hmm. And she said, and I just hate myself for it. Mm. And mm-hmm. I, I was just stayed warm with her, like, hey, there was most likely something, even if you just got exposed to some adult sexuality that gave you these ideas. You know, the, you don't just, kids don't just make up yeah. adult sexual stuff. They, they are exposed to it, and then they act out what they've seen. Mm-hmm. So that's more than likely what's happened with you. Yeah. I just want to 
encourage you to know you're not a bad human. Yeah. It, there wasn't something horribly wrong with you. You you weren't some little pervert, because I know that's how she thinks about herself. Mm. That's not who you were. You were just a child. And so I'd love for you mm. to be compassionate towards yourself mm. and be kind with yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, go go talk to somebody who can hold that space yeah. for you and with you to work that through. So that's you know? so, that is so, so good. Right. You know, I, especially in coaching, you could give me the therapist world on this, but like in coaching, so many times people are coming to you and wanting you to fix them. Yeah. Or they're wanting to like um, reach this, this high level where they're kind of untouchable or they've reached the pinnacle, right? It's like, mm-hmm. this like super performance. Yeah. Thing, um, yeah. and and I personally think that like some of the biggest work you can do. And now I'm all for performance, so I don't want I don't yeah. want people no, to get no, confused. No, 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 we're I'm not all, against performance. I love achieving. I love performance. Yeah. Um, but you know, it when when you're, um, I think the greatest work you can do is you can step into your bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you can step into your shortcomings. Yes. And you can start forgiving yourself. Mm-hmm. Talk about a gift of leadership. Mm. The finest gift. Oh, because then when you're leading people and they're in the heart and they're in the bad yeah. of themselves, mm-hmm. you now can accept them yeah. because you've accepted yourself. Oh, and then you lead from a totally different place. And like mm-hmm. you can see achievement and, and do it from a place that's not about your identity. Yeah. I mean, how many people mm. have we worked with and ourselves mm. where your identity gets wrapped up in your performance and your achievement and then you achieve something and then you feel empty. Yeah. Like I think somebody said yesterday that <laughs> I love this. Bronze medal winners are the happiest because you're just so stinking happy they made it on that platform. Yeah. Silver medalists are are the um, most disappointed because they were so close. They almost they almost took gold. And then gold are, medalists are the most unhappy because, you know, they got a gold medal and now it's over. Yeah, they reached the pinnacle. And they reached the pinnacle and yeah. now where do they go? Yeah. So, you know, I think with the people we work with, we're always trying to like, hey, let's separate out that your performance isn't about who you are. Mm. Now, do you want to be great at what you do? Yes, and we do too. Mm-hmm. We want mm-hmm. that for you, but we don't want you empty, sitting like in some dark room, yeah. uh, you know, medicating with whiskey or bourbon or whatever it is yeah. because you're feeling empty because now you, you reached your achievement, your performance is over. Yeah. And you feel empty. Yeah. It's like, no, we want you to know who you are as a human. Yeah. It may, ah, oh, that's so good. That yeah. is so good. Cause that is so many times, you know, if, if you want to put this in coaching or if you want to put it around athletics, what, if yeah. you want to put it around business, yeah, we get sold this lie that like, when I get here, when I get that gold medal, yeah, then I'll be successful. I will then feel I will good have about made myself. it. Yeah. 
And it really leads to what you're talking about. It leads to like, ah, because our identity is so wrapped up in it. So I just like this idea of us being connected and us being at peace and allowing a different driver than the next thing driving us. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and it's just a whole pendulum switch, I, I think. For, Isn't it? For we people. talked to a lot about it yesterday in our group. Like, because yeah. leaders can feel lonely. Yeah. Like, well, man, yeah. nobody checks in on me. And, mm. and I'm like, man, I get that. Mm. And, mm. and where are we vulnerably showing and sharing our weaknesses with yeah. others? Yeah. Or am I, do I always feel like I have to be the strong one? And if we feel like we always have to be the strong one, then people tend to go, oh, she's fine. He's fine. I don't need to check in with him. He's always Mm. doing great. He's so strong. Mm. Uh, And so I think sometimes as leaders, we have to be the ones going, hey, man, I'm human. I'm limited. Like, I am so limited. And actually, yeah. the older I get, the more I love my limitations. <laughs> the, I, the gift. The gift. I can just yeah. so laugh at yeah. my limitations. Like, yeah. my husband knows, like, don't let Nancy don't let Nancy have a knife in her hand because she'll cut something off. Usually one of my little, <laughs> my fingers. How many the, times? The beach. <laughs> oh, I know. How many times have I cut part of my thumb off with a knife? Don't let mom have a knife. Exactly, exactly. Don't let her have a screwdriver. Don't ask her to plug something in. I mean, I'm, I'm just like I was born with four. Th- we decided I was born with four thumbs. It's really awkward. Uh, God gave you Ron Houston, though. Oh, Boy, I know. I'm, so I married this man who can do everything. And I'm like, thank God, because I have four thumbs. It's so oh, awkward. It's good. But I can just yeah. now enjoy and laugh at my all my awkwardness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And somebody asked me, well, like, what scripture is that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember numbers. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I don't. It's somewhere in here. Yeah. It's in the book of John. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when we can... Yeah. Like, I mean, I love that God says, when you're weak, I'm strong. Yeah. Mm. But we want, all want to be mm. about strength and power and yeah. look at my achievements. And so we kind of approach our coaching with leaders yeah. a little differently. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I, go ahead. In your well, coaching. Well, no, I, I, just, yeah. I, I just love your stories on, on limits. And, um, you know, for me... In my story, um, that's just a big part of of my leadership. When I got into leadership, like I was convinced I had to do it all alone, mm. and I was convinced um, that um, <laughs> gosh, I was so insecure. But I just convinced myself that like I had to do it alone. Mm-hmm. And I had to be perfect. Mm. And if I wasn't perfect, then, okay, then I was so, so I've critical. So I've got a question for you. Did that come from, like, my mothering? Or did that come from the world of wrestling and performance that you were in? Or is, is it a combination? Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's, you know, that's a good... Let's get real and raw here. That's like yeah. Did some of this come yeah. from, did I parent in a way that gave mm. you the impression that you needed to be perfect or perform in a certain way or did that mm. come from the home your family of origin home you grew up in or is that the world of performance you got into with college wrestling and 
Yeah, you know, I, I I have thought about that, and I can't pinpoint one thing that like yeah um, gave me that. But you know, when I think back on it, it's like in in the school system I was raised in, like you had to have an opinion mm. on a topic right away. Ooh. Right? Like you had to know. Mm-hmm. Right? Therefore, in order for you to know, you kind of had to say this and that and judge other things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and whoever had the best thought on that was the winner. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. When I, you know, sports... Like it was about winning, mm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. being the best. Yeah. Um, and so, and the person who was the best was the best, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, I know I carried that along around for a long time was like, I'm only accepted if I am. Mm. 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 Yeah. And that brings tears to my eyes, but like, yeah, me too. You know, I want to even let myself in groups just mm. because I was, you know, mm. afraid to, if I wasn't the best, and then there's no way they'd accept me. Mm. Mm. And so I think, yeah. I think it's so many things, you know, it's, and that's why I love the definition of trauma mm-hmm. and the myth of normal. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, yes, it is an event. So I don't want to discount that. And... Right. It's the meaning, it's the meaning you made. Yes, it's what we attach to it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm a bad person, or I'm a failure. I'm, yeah. I'm dirty, or I'm, you know, I'm I'm just less than. Or, you know, people either go low or they go high. You know, yeah. so I have to yeah. prove that I'm better than everybody else. I have to prove that I'm smarter than everybody else. I have to have all the answers. I have to have all the money. I have to have all the expensive cars and clothes and houses so I can show that I'm not not less than so I'm going to go up and try to look like I'm more than where some people go low and think I truly am less than but it's all you know it's all shame I mean what what shame does to humans and (sighs) like to our children and school systems Mm. you know that says you're mm-hmm. not performing at the level we mm-hmm. expect you to perform at, so you're less than. Yeah. You remember how hyper I was as a kid? You were hyper. Oh, man. You were hyper. I been on the marathon training program. <laughs> you, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, yeah. you, you know, you talk about education. like Yeah. Well, and it's just that you're making meaning from all, so many family and yeah and conversations and friends and yes. school and all yes. the things you're involved in and yes. yeah I love that that was you know that was tough for me I had a lot of, I had a ton a ton of energy I mean I still do yes I still work out you have to event t- twice a day I if, mean yeah. twice a day I'm doing some form of yeah activity right like I just God made me right very active and well and um, you have a lot of kinesthetic intelligence so you wanted to be you were just happy if you're out playing like an ideal school for you would have been an outdoor school yeah where, oh, where you could just be on the move thrived. and on the go yeah all the time but instead you're you're in a classroom where you have to sit down yeah be quiet and pay attention 
And that was yeah. just super hard for you to do, you know? Yeah. And then you'd come yeah. home at night and I'm like, okay, honey, we got to do a little homework and I would need to sit with you mm-hmm. to keep you focused. Oh, you patience. Gosh, patience. <laughs> maybe I helped you. Do, I'm, I'm parenting now, so I, maybe I helped you with your pain. <laughs> maybe I helped you grow patience. I, I did never thought about that until you. now. <laughs> thank you, darling. I am a gift. You're, you're oh total gift. Goodness. You're a total <laughs> gift. Yes, you're a total gift. Josh was my gift as a baby who never slept, and yeah. so I'm like, he's teaching me patience. <laughs> And and then you taught me patience, and, ra- and then you had me, Rowdy. Yes, yeah. it's, it's just all this energy bouncing off the wall all the yeah. time. Yeah, and so you taught me patience. Jonathan, our youngest, had to have his socks just right on his toes before oh. his shoes could go what on. What about that blank? That that um, oh, oh, the silky. He loved his silky. Oh, he loved his silky. Yes, so you know he taught yeah. me patience and like, okay, we're gonna have to try his shoes <sighs> ten times before they're. On right, you know. Yeah. So you know, yeah. You, mm-hmm. All of you are tremendous. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know, that's true. Isn't that isn't that funny? I just was thinking, like Josh. Yeah. Gosh, he's wise. He's so wise. And yeah. and and Jonathan, isn't he? He's a comforter. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? He makes you yes. feel comfort yeah. right away. And so I'm like, well, you know, I think I always looked at that until this moment that like. Oh, Josh didn't sleep. Bummer. Yeah. Oh, Michael was rowdy. Bummer. Oh, yeah. John needs this. For, no, it's there. Now, as I see that true light, yeah. as you bring that up, it, it truly is a gift because they, they are gifts to It a, is. To it, each one. Yeah. I mean, I remember like Josh would be up a lot, lot at night, but I, I just finally decided, you know what? I can resent this, mm. that this baby doesn't sleep or this one is super hyper or this one's, you know, pickier about how things are going to be. You know what I mean? I I can resent that or I can see it as a gift. So I'm like, I remember learning Mm. like in the middle of the night, like, oh, well, me and Josh just get time together at night, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And, and with your, all your activity, I'm like, oh, you're, you bring so much joy and vi- you're so vivacious. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday in our groups, one of our members, like every time Micah laughs, it just makes my heart happy because you just have <laughs> yeah. this super outgoing, yeah. vivacious laugh, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so there's such a beauty in mm. each one of every, every human and every child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think if we could, I think that's what we try to do in the work we do with people yeah. is like, yeah. Where's the beauty in this human? Where's the gift in this human? Yeah. Where's the gift in this opportunity I get to work with this human? Yeah. And gosh, over the years, what I found is I learned so much. Oh. I can sit there and mm. listen to a couple and I'm like, I think I do that. Mm. Yeah. Or, oh, if I did that, that could be better. Like that would make me a better business yeah, person yeah. or that would make me a better yeah. leader or that yeah. would make me a better coach if I yeah. did that. So, you know, I think just that's why I challenged you, like you can't be judgmental and be good yeah. at this field. It's the greatest gift. Yeah. I didn't know it was a gift for me. 
I thought it was a gift for my career. <laughs> oh boy, was I fooled. Yeah. Oh boy, was I fooled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but that was a good one. You know, I, I was thinking about that as you're bringing up groups and just that family environment and collective wisdom. Mm. You know, with that individualistic view, kind of like I had, and mm-hmm. that that has kind of brought me to where I'm at yeah. today and the loneliness and all that. But um, but we always think it has to be us, mm-hmm. right? But when you get into a group and you and you start getting the collective wisdom, mm-hmm. you're right. It's so much more powerful than um, yeah. just something that you could personally yeah. do, right? Or yeah. personally think of. Or I think that was a gift. Not that I don't want to say it like that. I was going to say like the gift of COVID. COVID wasn't a gift. I mean, so many people suffered and lost mm. their lives and some people still have long-term COVID and how, you know, I mean, just lost their businesses, lost their loved ones. It was a tremendous amount of loss. So I don't want to say it haphazardly, but I think one, and one of the things that was a takeaway for me is how we share an us brain, mm. how mm. we have this collective brain and how we desperately need one another. And if we're going to function at high levels, we've got to be constantly inviting others in and, and, you Mm. know, inviting and welcoming, like, no, how are you really? Like, don't give me the fine. I'm fine. It's like, no, don't give me the fine. How are you really? Like, I want to know you, you know, God made us for, knowing and being known. Mm -hmm. And so I love when we can really realize like, no, this is what we all need. This idea of individuality. Yes. We have to work on self-differentiation. Yes. You have to have a self that can stand on its own two feet and like, and like push against others where there's a solid self. Yeah, I'm great, big, great mutuality right? in that. Like, I'm huge yeah, on that. So good. Because if so you don't good. bring a self into a relationship, what are you bringing? Yeah. You're just going to accommodate the other person. Mm-hmm. End up resentful. Right. End up very resentful. I only say that because I've been there. No, we all, well, haven't we all been there? <laughs> yeah. Where we don't yeah. bring enough self. Yeah. But the idea that we are just doing this as individuals and we're all on our own it is, I think, the biggest myth of all. And I mm-hmm. love it because lately, like, you and I and Jonathan are building this company together, and we've yeah. got Hector, and we've got Julie, and we've got Ron, and we've got Daniel, <laughs> yeah. we've got all these people, awesome. you know, we're collecting. Really cool. And I'm like, I really want to cool. spend the rest of my life collecting yeah. people. Amen. Like, Amen. collecting people, and let's Amen. collaborate. Because we're going to be so much better together. Oh. And so lately when I've had a... Like, I find myself like, oh, I've got to make this decision. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I can call all my people. Yeah. I can call my people yeah. and say, hey, what do you think? Yeah. I did that with you, like you and Jonathan last oh. week. And you're like, mom, don't do it. And I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. and you're like, yeah, no, don't do it. I'm like, oh, you're right. I'm not going to do it. That feels right. That feels that right. Feels right. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's good. Because you, you have good. a little more self-preservation. Yeah. And I'm more, I have more social in me. Yeah. So I'll just give it all away to the herd. <laughs> and you're like, no, wait, whoa, slow down. Yeah. And so you're such a gift to me in that mm. way. Like you balance me. Mm. 
and others balance me, you know? And I'm like, I can never be wholehearted by myself. Yeah, yeah. Because I have blind spots, and I've got weakness, and I've got limitations. But if I know that I can lean in to Mm -hmm. others around me, Mm-hmm. So I keep working on letting others in more and more and more yeah. and getting over the myth of doing this by myself. Yeah. So, so good. defeating. So good. So you felt defeated when you felt like you had to figure it out on your own. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, I think that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. Like, cause I've experienced the loneliness. Yeah. I've also experienced nobody being around that had the skills or the training to <clears throat> help me in that time. Draw that out of you. Draw that out of me. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I think that's why I'm passionate about organizations, right? Because it's like, man, if you can provide support for those people, like oh. they'll flourish, right? If you, you We've know. gotten to do some organizational coaching. Oh, and it's so fun. And man, it's yeah. just such a blast to yeah. go in and help teams yeah. just start like, actually like caring about each other working yeah. together and collaborating and yeah. not everybody trying to defend their little piece of it. Yeah. But it's like, no, if you guys can learn how to work together, man, you'll be an amazing team. Yeah. Start thriving. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. To, it's cool to see. I mean, I think what happened in group yesterday and it's happened in the organizations we work with. Yeah. It's, it's, it's once again, it's, it's, it feels more like locking arms. It does. You, you know. mentioned something earlier that I want to go back to about our bad parts. Mm. You know, that, that, tell me more about that. Mm. Mm. Was there something that came up for you? Um, and was I kind of started talking about my bad well, parts? I, I know. I like to say to our groups, like, <laughs> all your parts are welcome here. Yeah. Or yeah. even if we're working with a team, like, hey, yeah. all your parts are, are welcome here. There are actually no bad parts. Yeah. You know, but I think you said something about like, you know, if you feel like you've got these parts that maybe can't keep, can't keep up or can't achieve at a high enough level, mm-hmm. like you start hiding, like, oh, those are my bad parts. Oh. I have to hide them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, what's just coming up for me right there is like when I get protective is where um, I lose it. Mm-hmm. How do you mean? You know, well, if you're, it, it just depends on if you're talking family or you're talking, le- you know, leadership in an organization. But, like, I just, because they're so tender mm-hmm. and because I'm kind of holding them here so tight, mm-hmm. yeah, that if somebody gets close, it's like, uh-huh. it's like... Uh, I don't know how to explain that for myself, but it's like dog eat dog. Like, you know, it's yeah. like a, it's on. I was going to say that's where the bark and the bite comes out. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah, absolutely. If, if your spouse, your wife, yeah. a, cl- a friend, a coworker comes close to something that you feel like is a bad part and you got to protect it and hide it. Yeah. Somebody gets close to that vulnerable part. So you want to. That's where the shove happens. That's where it happens. And, and that's why, I, you know, I think that's the special part of um, coaching is like, and, and therapy work is like, that's where, um, you know, 
you're a great model of this, and I think all good coaches and therapists are, but like resistance is a gift. Resistance is a gift. Resistance is a gift. You're and it's right. it's a gift for us internally as we work through our stuff, but it's also a gift. Yeah. Um to to everybody if you'll face that. You know yeah. what I mean? And if a coach will kind of draw that, you talked about drawing out. Yeah. Follow right? the resistance. Follow that resistance. Yes. And and yeah, it, you know, I think that's the the part that cannot be taught in school. Yeah. No. Right, it's like I'll never forget one of the first groups we did together. Real strong individual, great leader, right? And and a lot of times, high level leaders get there because uh, they know how to bowl. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and and you came close to a tender part, and I watched him shove you verbally. He didn't actually physically shove you, but he sho- he shoved you hard, and the whole group kind of went, "Oh, Ooh. dang!" You know, uh-huh. and uh, and just seeing you invite that, yeah, and kind of just be so gentle with that, knowing yeah. it was yeah. that's the kind of things where you know I hope to always have mentors for that mm. reason. It's like seeing that moment and being in that moment, yeah. That that's special yeah right because that's where the work is to be done right right there. show me show me uh a thumbprint you show me the thumb mm-hmm. right so if i see a print you know like like the man who push well, it would push against me yeah you know and yeah. kind of bark a little yeah and i'm like oh this is your you're showing me your tender spots mm. And so I'm not going to move away from those. I'm going to move towards those Mm -hmm. and keep inviting those, you know? Yeah. Right. It's like if you work with somebody who kind of likes to come across as having all the answers. Yeah. You know, if you'll keep digging down, you'll most likely find a little boy who at some point Mm. was told he was stupid. Mm -hmm. He wasn't enough. He wasn't ever going to make it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if we'll just keep digging down, and I think mm-hmm. that's the work we love to do is like, yeah. hey, you know, we're not just, we don't want to sweep over that because we're not going to be able to coach you, coach you forward yeah. when there's this obstacle where you've got to have all the answers so, so people on your team experience you as a know-it-all yeah. or people on your team aren't contributing so you, you like go into a meeting and you're like, why don't these people contribute? Yeah. Well, it's because you have all the answers. Yeah. So, mm. you know, we protect mm. our greatest strengths. So in childhood, mm. we, we kind of know that little boy had to adapt to feeling stupid by knowing all the answers. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I love to say what was adaptive in childhood, mm. how that little boy figured out how to stay safe mm-hmm. by having all the answers. That's how he stayed safe. Now becomes maladaptive in adulthood, and he's not getting as much out of his team yeah. as he wants to, wants to get or could yeah. get. Yeah, you know because he's got all the answers. So everybody else just kind of shuts off their brains. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's so it's so good. It's it that's been resonating with me the difference between achieving and leading. Yeah. Oh, there's a big right. difference in there. And don't and don't we usually get to leadership because we've achieved. And, that um, is how most people are promoted into leadership yeah. is because they're great achievers. Yeah. 
How do you see that? What's the difference between leading and achieving? Well, you know, it's like, it, it's kind of like that idea of like, I can kind of be in a silo. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mentality. Mm-hmm. And you can accomplish more, um, you know, work a lot of hours, high capacity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, um, but <laughs> when you, when you start leading, you really start drawing out others. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. stops being about you. That's true. You know what I mean? All the time when you start drawing out others yeah. and, and, um, and then you add in the connection work that we do. And yeah. I think, I think it creates a beautiful leader who can be connected and mm-hmm. be with others and lock arms with others Yeah, and, um, see them excel and see yeah. them thrive. And I think, I think it gets real special and, and, and I, I think too, that's where, you know, achievers, you know, so you lead five people, maybe you can still achieve, lead 10. Mm-hmm. But there becomes a breaking point. Yeah. You yeah. can only work so many hours in a week. That's and right. And so when you start leading, um, you're not exhausted. You're right. more present, you know. Well, you Just and I so both gifts. love neuroscience mm-hmm. and, you know, one of the books we've recently listened to, read, whatever, mm-hmm. it said, made this brilliant point about how you can't sit down and make your make your brain work, right? Like, can't force your brain. Like, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to think, and I'm going to get this done. Yeah. And what they found is that oftentimes, like, going for a walk, or or maybe mm-hmm. do a walkabout at work. Mm-hmm. We just go and say hi to people and, you know, visit a little bit, walk around. And then you might be able to go back to your office and actually get some work done because you've, you know, given yourself a little bit of space. Yeah. And you're not treating yourself like you're a slave. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but opening up space mm-hmm. to have creative ideas and how to mm-hmm. connect with others, how to be with others, you know, just... Honestly, like mirror neurons, like walking down the hall and looking at other people in the yeah, eye. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody smiles at you. <sighs> can light your brain back Gosh, up. Gosh, it's great, yeah. Right. Well, it's, I like that you bring up, like, well, so many times we always go to the mind, mm-hmm. and it's really a lot of our intelligence in our bodies. It's yep. in our environments. Yes. It's in our groups. Yes. You know what I mean? We, yeah. we overwork this thing. <laughs> Oh, man. You know what I mean? It causes a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. It does. Well, I don't think people realize that the brain is like maybe around four pounds, maybe a little less, um, but it uses up 80% of our energy. So we're constantly overworking it. That's why we're exhausted. You know, at the end of the day, you can say, why am I so tired? Yeah. Well, you probably overworked your brain all day. Yeah. And you probably need to tap into some of your other intelligences. Yeah. You know, like. Your kinesthetic intelligence, yeah. your creative, musical, art, you know, all mm-hmm. those things can be so refreshing for your system. Yeah. So yeah, I good. think you're one of the mm. best dads I mm. know. Mm. You got two little girls. Dang you, Mom. Oh, Thank is that you. just... Yeah. Yeah, that's a tender spot for you, mm. isn't it? Yeah, you're, girls. yeah. you're a great daddy. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And that's I'll a, never forget. A great like, compliment for me. Well, it's true. Yeah. Like one day, I don't know, I think Sailor was in the back seat, probably before Scouty came along. Mm-hmm. And she's in her car seat behind you. You're driving. She's behind mm-hmm. you. 
and she's just melting down mm. in her car seat. Mm. And do you remember this? Uh, well, I'm not pinpointing the exact one yet, yeah. but keep going, keep telling. So you you reached around <laughs> and you put your hand mm. on her foot, mm. and you said, "Okay, now, baby, mm. I want you to breathe breathe with Daddy. Mm. I just want you to breathe with Daddy. I'm here with you, honey. You're okay. You're all right. I've got you. Mm. And let's just take let's take." Four deep breaths together mm. and just calm down. Yeah. And I just watch you take her from like a hundred. Mm. She's losing it yeah. to just calm and grounded yeah. and contained. Mm. Just yeah. using your voice and touch yeah. and giving her containment. Yeah. So mm. I've watched you do that a lot mm. with your girls. I imagine yeah. you do that with some of your clients as well. Yeah, you you know it kind of go. You know, you brought up the bad. You know, like tell tell me more about the bad. I, yeah. I think that's the important part of doing your your own bad inside of you work. Oh, doing your own work. Yeah. Because you know, it's like, man, I remember when Sailor's a little kid. You know, I was just kind of starting my masters at that point. Yeah. I started to to learn, and you had challenged me, and yeah, and um, man, her bad would freak me out. Ooh. I think it would freak a child's me bad out. freaks out a lot of parents, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And and then and, but it but it's like the more I've got comfortable here uh-huh. with my bad, I can go, oh that's I know exactly what that's like. You know what I mean? I yeah. can I can now relate we can now connect. Yes. Um and, and I think, you know, you talk about your modeling, you know, you and dad's modeling. Mm-hmm. I've always just as a as a kid, um, now in business partnership, but still a kid, right? Forty three and still a kid. Right? Always. Um, hopefully, always. Always. I hope we're, we all hold on to the child parts of ourselves. Yeah. The, the good parts, you know. Yeah. Um, but but that's the part where like I I've always appreciated about you guys' leadership is it was. It goes back to that. I never felt like you're superior in mm-hmm. our business, but just as a mom and dad, yeah. as a dad, is like uh, I can, you know, so many times in families you bring something hard, like Sailor. That that's hard, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when a kid's screaming, mm-hmm. um, you bring something hard to the table, and they kind of puff up, and they get bigger and stronger and more authoritative. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've always appreciated that about you guys is you guys have always been willing to say sorry. Mm. What I would call kind of like cement almost mm-hmm. and, and meet meet me there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I always yeah. think that's the part of the prodigal son story that gets missed. Mm. I, I think I, I could have it all wrong. I'm no theologian, but. I think, you know, the one son rebelled. And and, and I think I think the dad repented mm-hmm. and submitted and realized maybe he had been a little harsh and mm-hmm. religious and rule based yeah. with his son yeah. and maybe not given his son many options. Yeah. And so I kind of think, I kind of wonder if like 
he he submitted and asked for forgiveness and tendered his heart. Mm-hmm. The world then submitted prodigal son's mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. And then it leaves us with maybe that's the challenge for the other brother. Maybe, right? The, the one brother was self-righteous. And maybe, you know, the dad, I love what you're saying because the dad didn't stand on the porch when the son came home. Boy. He ran out he and ran. threw his arms around that kid. And uh, so you know that something had happened within the father that there's some sort of softening. There's some kind of softening. Yeah. Yeah, some sort of softening. It's right. beautiful. Yeah. And you got yeah. you you and dad have always modeled that softening. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And and I I've been trying to do that with my girls. Mm, I love that. Um, that was one of our our desires as parents because I remember thinking as a little girl even even when my dad could be abusive, I was like if only you could say, "Honey, I'm sorry." Oh. I just, I always thought, oh, if only he could uh, say I'm sorry, uh, you know, and, and he never could mm. until he got old, much, much, much mm. older. Um, and so uh, I, I thought, oh, that's one parenting thing I want to do differently. And, you know, your dad and I both agreed on that. Like, yes. we want to be able to just say, hey, sweetheart, mommy didn't respond there the way she wanted to. Yeah. And I am so sorry. Yeah. And I think it does model to your children like parents are human. Yeah. You're you're human. Yeah. I'm human. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to do the best we can with all of our humanity. Yeah. And our humanity's messy. It is. And I love that our humanity's <laughs> mess, beautifully messy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that about myself. Yes. Yeah. What's it like being uh, the son of a sexual? Oh. <laughs> Hector, do you really want to know the answer? <laughs> oh, no, no worries. Uh, so Hector's a brave soul. He really, <laughs> he's really getting it into the dirty here. He, Hector asked me, "What is it like to be the son of a sex therapist?" And that's the part, a great question, it Hector. Is a, it's a great, I wouldn't have asked that, bro. I'm glad you did. <laughs> great, I'm glad you well, did. Here is the part that many people don't get to see, Hector. My mom's the sex therapist, and my dad is is um, still in his early twenties. <laughs> and so when we so. <laughs> So the, you know, the I think the scarring part is it's more more my dad. My mom, my mom actually has some like containment around that, but dad, he'll he'll be at the well. You got you got breakfast this morning, right, Hector? So he's a he's the breakfast guy. His bacon is world class, and he'll be flipping his bacon like. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, last night was great. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and you're like, 
Oh gosh, you could have spared me. I, I mean, I'm all for sex in your 60s. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but, but, but you just as a child. I just didn't know. That. I didn't need to play by play. I didn't play. Oh gosh. Oh, it's so, so but really, good. Is it embarrassing? Because sometimes I embarrass myself about how frankly I'll talk about yeah. sex. So does yeah. it embarrass you? Well, you know, I, I it, it doesn't me. Okay. Now I would not I would never speak for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> you have but, other but brothers yes. who I may be embarrassing. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. Know. I know. And you know, I and and um gosh, what a needed what a needed space in our world. Yeah. You know, I'm I have a ten year old daughter and um I, I think allowing us to be open and to talk about it and embrace the beauty of it, um, I think it's good. You know, I think it's better than learning from your peers. Oh, man. You know. From peers or porn. If parents aren't talking, oh, then then yeah. your kids are going to get it from peers and porn. Yeah. And, and let's face it, your peers don't know anything. And yeah. and and porn is not about love and relationships and intimacy, you yeah. know. So you, you know that the Hector, that's what I would say. I think my mom's more an intimacy expert than she is a sex therapist mm. or a sex mm. expert. Yeah, she's she's all about man. And 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 you know, you said it well today. Your wife was struggling, and you just rub her back, right? Like yeah, that's. That's intimacy. Yeah. You know, my my wife um will get angry. And when she's angry, she wants a hug. Cuz she's most tender usually in that anger. That's intimacy. Right? We've always we've put it in this category that it has to be sex, but but she's really an intimacy expert and mm-hmm. and and I I love I yeah. That's you know what when I think of my ten year old daughter, what do I want for her? I want her to have intimacy. Yeah. Right. I don't want her. You know, and then she's in fifth grade. The boys are watching OnlyFans. Right. I don't desire that for her, because mm-hmm. right, that's a false. That's like, oh, that'll make me happy. That'll be fulfilling. It talks about that in the Bible of like. You'll eat all the time and have sex all the time and never be fulfilled. Never. Be emptier than before you started. You know, it leaves you empty. Yeah. 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 Well, Micah, what a, mm. what a blast to have you on mm. the pod today. Hector, anything else, my mm. friend? Are we- What's your favorite ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, is it? <laughs> hey, Darcy, I got a disclaimer on this one. Hector asked me what my favorite ice cream was today. And I said, oh, Hector, you're opening a can of worms. Now, this man loves food, and I mean love. I love to eat. The only thing I don't like is celery and olives. (laughs) I am. (laughs) It's true. I'm a, I'm a, oh, man. I I live passionately. Um, And so I, I don't know my favorite ice cream. I'm more in the moment guy. Um, but when you brought that story, uh, you asked me that earlier. The the greatest story. This is when I knew my wife was a treasure. Um, is we we're studying, and now mind you, 
I'm in my 20s, but I don't think I hit my like academic state until like my late 20s. Most males don't. I wish everybody knew that. Uh, so all you sons, so, don't panic. Good. Their academic um, interests will turn on around 25 when their mm. prefrontal cortex has developed. Mm. So don't worry about it. He'll be a genius okay. someday. Okay. Well, <laughs> right well, now he may be flunking out of high school, but someday he's going to be a mm. genius. That's <laughs> good. Well, and that was part of my fear of getting getting into coaching, right? Yeah. I think there's two things in me that I was afraid of was being emotional because mm. I didn't know if macho guys would accept me in that. Yeah. What I found... They love me more. They love you. They love me more. They, it, they but it was a big fear of mine. The other fear of mine was the educational part because mm. I just, I, I, yeah. I struggled. Was it your thing growing up? Yeah, I struggled yeah. there. Um, and I ended, found out that I loved it. Yeah, you and I And I'm a, I'm a nerd. I mean, I'm, I'm reading and totally. I just love it. I love, I love it. it. So, um, so we were studying, but I, I was 22 years old. I couldn't really study. So we were at the library, and then I got hungry, and a big group of us went and ate. And um, after we ate, we stopped by the ice cream shop, and we got ice cream. And um, I think I got mint chocolate chip that night, which is one of my—I love mint chocolate chip. It's not my only one I love, but it's one of the ones I love. And um, so I, of course, woof it down. And, you know, John all said it well, like, I probably— spilled something on my shirt in the process you know what I mean and 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 my wife and just just getting to know her at the time she goes well you know what they say about how you eat your ice cream I'm like what what do they say about how you well how you eat ice cream is what your sex life is like and I was like <laughs> oh that's good I like this girl <laughs> she nailed me <laughs> so <laughs> she nailed me <laughs> At least twice. I got two proofs. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> After you crack me up. Oh, the ice cream. Well, I love partnering with uh, you. I love working mm, with you. We have a lot of fun too. together. Thank yeah, you. It's Thank been you. amazing, yeah. the work mm. we get to do. And I feel mm. so blessed as a mother that I get to work mm. with with some of my mm. sons. Mm. And it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, and with you so closely. Mm. And we get to do all these incredible groups together, and yeah. and um, yeah, and and what I've loved about watching you is you have been a bit of a dog on a bone on getting great mentoring, mm. and you keep doing mm. your own work, which I keep doing my own work because mm. we believe if we're going to do this work, we've got to be doing our work. Yeah, yeah. And I've watched you have less and less to self protect, and so you're more available and more mm. open and. Lost the judgmentalism. Oh, thank and you. you. At least minimized deeply. it, hopefully. Yep. <laughs> love people deeply. Mm. So, hey, thank friends, you. thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a delight to have Micah mm. with me and to mm. have you with us. And, you know, love does make the world go round. So you're not alone. You're not mm. alone. And we all need each other. And there's nothing weak or pitiful about that. It's the way God meant us to be. So go out and love yourself and love somebody else today. I imagine at one time you were this brilliant little child. As we enter into adulthood, what was brilliant in childhood can actually get in the way of you living the life you want to live. Hello friends, I'm Nancy Houston. I want to help you live a better life.
all emotional creatures who sometimes think. And so it's so important that we make this journey from our heads into the depths of our hearts. Welcome to The In-Between with Nancy Houston. 